0: People
2: of Earth, your are to welcome to Conspiracy, the show with your hosts Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey,
1: Everybody.
0: welcome to Conspiracy, the show. I'm your host. Adam Todd Brown. Don't worry, I'm not going to talk like that the entire episode. I just threatened to do this as like an NPR-style episode at one point with a lot of dreamy music in the background and transitions and I would say a thing and then edit in Connor saying something and then get back to me talking. But, like, you know, clearly we're all in different rooms. But no, a production like that would take way too much time to pull off. Instead, welcome to a very special episode of Conspiracy the Show. Just not special in the way I implied it was going to be when I started talking. Joining me as co-host, Connor McSpadden, eventually. I say this is a very special episode because this is our first interview episode. We've had guests on the show, obviously, but this is the first time we've sat someone down for a Skype call. Meaning we sat down... They sat down wherever they were. Technology. Joining us today, Russian spy Lee Camp. Just joking, he's not a spy. He is a comedian who hosts a show on RT America. That is the American wing of RT.com, which is a website that you might have heard of recently if you've looked into the comings and goings with the 2016 election in this country. So that's neat, our very first guest. And he's a great guest, and it's a really fun interview. I would know we already did it. What we didn't do was record an introduction to this episode. And so that's what I'm doing right now, all by myself. Just me and you, baby. Me and who? You. You listening to this. Are you enjoying this so far? Tell me if you are. I can't hear you, but I can feel it. I promise. So we are off to a weird start. What are we talking about today? We're talking about 5G internet. That seems like a weird topic, I'm sure. And this is a thing that wasn't on my radar in terms of possible podcast topics whatsoever and i actually stumbled upon the idea because of a tweet from lee camp who we'll be talking to very shortly here and here's what that tweet said it is from december 29th 2018 5g wireless is an experiment on the health of all species it is a weapons grade frequency there is no knowing the future implications for us we are guinea pigs and i thought that was interesting Because, again, I had, I I mean, I I was just looking forward to 5G internet because I live in a part of California where I don't know what G we're working with, but it's, it's, it's not the fast one. I have very bad internet here, is what I'm saying. So I was just looking forward to the prospect of faster internet. And then I see this tweet, and now I'm all up in arms about it. And we had been trying to get Lee Camp on... We were going to have him on Good Luck America, and then the holidays happened, and we took that break, and we'd been talking back and forth trying to get him on an episode, and then I see this tweet, we needed to record an episode of Conspiracy the Show, and now here we are, talking about 5G internet. Before we get to the interview with Lee and Connor, I just want to talk a little bit about what 5G is is because that was a thing i also didn't really know i just know faster internet that's every g seems to be faster than the g that preceded it and in some spots internet's pretty fast right now but like i said where i am it's not i had to do weeks of research and pay hundreds of extra dollars just so i could live stream poorly lit podcast recording videos to patreon subscribers so as fast as internet has gotten it's still not great and the frequencies that we use for the internet that we all have right now which is 4g it uses a really specific frequency which is usually between three kilohertz and six gigahertz and those frequencies are starting to get overcrowded because we all have every fucking thing connects to the internet now and that's the 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 bandwidth or the the frequencies needed to sustain that are getting overloaded so we got to open up some new frequencies baby and 5g internet the 5g just stands for fifth generation basically 1g was cell phones 2g is what allowed us to text 3g is what let us get on the internet with our phones and then 4g made those speeds comparable to home internet speeds i actually live stream with a 4g internet connection as opposed to a that's how shitty the internet service is where i live i cannot stress this enough i had to buy a 4g wireless hotspot to live stream with in my own home like communist goddamn russia i shouldn't say that lee camp coming up soon so 4G, the, ex- the the network is exceeding its user capability, or it's close to it, and it's slowing things down. So here comes 5G to fix that. Consists of five different technologies, fittingly enough. Millimeter waves; those are the frequencies I just mentioned. the The frequency spectrum that 4G works on. When we open that frequency spectrum up, millimeter waves are what we'll use to send information back and forth and the frequency spectrum we'll be opening up is 30 to 300 gigahertz which just sounds like technical jargon because it is but it's a frequency we've never used for this purpose we have used it before and that's where the mention of 5G being a weaponized frequency there's getting ahead a little bit but the military developed this weapon called the active denial system and it operates within that frequency and getting back to just how 5g works the problem with millimeter waves is that they can't pass through buildings and they tend to get absorbed by rain and trees and shit like that so to get around that the second technology 5G uses is called small cells. And right now, networks use gigantic cell towers that broadcast to everyone who has a phone. They're huge. You've, everyone has seen a cell tower before, even if you don't realize it. And you can't send millimeter waves that way because of their tendency to get blocked by buildings and trees and whatnot. So instead, what 5G will involve is a bunch of really small towers. Not In some cases, not really small, but in some cases pretty small. But definitely smaller than the cell towers that we're familiar with now. In some places, they've gone up, they're just described as poles. And these will be placed all over the fucking place. If you lose connection with one because you're turning the corner in your car... There will be another one somewhere right around the corner to connect you to. And you probably won't even notice that you switched. Just like when you're making a phone call and it switches from one cell tower to another while you're driving. Just joking. Who the fuck's making phone calls anymore? That's gross. But think of it like a mesh network. Right now, if you have internet and you live in a big-ish place or just in a place where there's rooms that having one modem or router downstairs. You're going to get shitty internet upstairs. You can buy a mesh system, which is just a router and then a series of satellite routers. That's how the cell towers will work with 5G. The third technology is called Massive MIMO. MIMO means multiple input, multiple output. Right now, cell towers have about 12 ports that allow for the flow of traffic MIMO technology increases that to more like 100 ports per tower. But those towers broadcast signals in all directions at once. And that many signals crossing can cause interference. So fourth technology, beamforming. Which just even if it's... I know we're we're just talking about 5G and it's everyday giving you faster internet, practical applications. Beamforming still sounds scary. Maybe it's just because this is a conspiracy podcast, so obviously I'm high like i ha you i can't I'm not gonna record a solo portion of a conspiracy podcast and not smoke a little bit of weed first, so maybe I'm just paranoid, and beam forming just sounds more uncomfortable than it would were I not high, which is never so beam forming is always gonna sound creepy to me, and what beam forming does is instead of broadcasting all of those signals in all sorts of directions, beamforming allows a tower to broadcast directly to a user's device. And in this case, we're talking phones. Remember, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you heard last week's Patreon-only episode about smart dust, that beamforming could be going right to your brain someday. If Elon Musk has his way... I'm not allowed to talk about Elon Musk unless I, I talk angrily, where people get people get suspicious. So beamforming, that's the fourth technology. That That's what will allow 5G to give you a more intimate fucking Wi-Fi wave experience. They'll be coming right at you, baby. Just you. And the last technology that 5G uses, it's called Full Duplex. Right now, current cell towers work sort of like two trains. On the same track, heading toward each other. And for one to get past, one is going to have to get off that fucking track and wait. And or, or like with walkie-talkies. With walkie-talkies, you have to talk and then stop so the other person can talk. That's sort of how cell towers that we're using right now send and receive information. It has to go one way and stuff can't go the other way while one thing's going one way. You get it. I'm really dwelling on this. I I feel like I had you probably at two trains on the same track heading toward each other. That wasn't a story problem. I'm not going to ask you math after that. This is going to be honest. It feels like overkill at this point. So full duplex technology just allows for signals to go one direction and the other direction at the same time. If they're going to cross, they just fucking go around each other. That's all. That's all it is. That's all it is. And that will uh, speed up the process of sending information from one place to another. Obviously, you didn't need me to tell you that. So that is a very rough overview of how 5G Internet works. And before we get to the interview with Lee, we'll go into a little more detail about the conspiracy theories or just the theories surrounding 5g internet and its potential for surveillance crowd control mind control all those fun things that we love so much on conspiracy the show but i want to give just some some bullet points of some of the the dangers that people believe 5g might present a lot of it revolves around the internet of things which is a phrase that gets thrown around a lot think of that like your your smart tvs your your smartphones, your smart watches, your your goddamn Alexa's, your smart plugs. You get it. Again, I'm I'm going on. But all of that shit connects to the internet. And that's one of the reasons we need to open up these frequencies to allow for more devices to connect to the internet because the direction we're heading is fucking everything connects to the internet. You can buy notebooks that connect to the internet. They're actual paper. You write on them. And I don't think you can write on it again after you've written on it, but that shit uploads to the internet and it's magic. Everything's on the internet these days. So the internet of things will require that pretty much everything in your life, and maybe even eventually you, is connected to the internet. And the frequency 5G works on uses millimeter waves, as mentioned earlier which have been used by the military in the past to build the active denial system, which I also mentioned earlier. That's a non-lethal directed energy weapon developed by the U.S. military designed for area denial, perimeter security, and crowd control. Informally, the weapon is also called the heat ray, since it works by heating the surface of targets, such as the skin of targeted human subjects. Is Active Denial System a better or worse name than Heat Ray? Because it's the fucking government. They could have called it the Heat Ray if they wanted to. But Active Denial System sounds pretty great too. And it's also like it's covert enough that you could see it written on the side of a box and you wouldn't even think about what's in there. It's a weapon that will cook you from the inside out like a goddamn microwave. That's what's in there. But it just says Active Denial System. It's probably some computer hacker shit. That's what it sounds like. But uh, it works on the 95 gigahertz frequency. And that is within the range of what 5G internet will work on. So think about all the stuff I just mentioned about how 5G internet works and the fact that the active denial system works on the same frequency as 5G. You have all of these Small cell towers placed all around the fucking city or town you live in. And to explain the fear in a really broad stroke, it's that someone could flip a switch and turn those small cell towers that are located everywhere into an active denial system. Say, if you are protesting and the government wants to break up that protest, those 5G towers that are placed all over that you in most cases probably won't even see in theory could be turned into a weapon that's used against you and I know that's outlandish but it's what we do on this show did you think I was going to say I know that's outlandish and then explain why it's not no it's it's a wild fucking theory and I don't know man Our military does a lot of crazy shit. I will say that. One thing, we'll put the... There's a couple of videos that explain not only 5G internet, but also the conspiracy theories around 5G internet. We'll post them both on the website, unpops.com, if you're keeping score at home. But one thing I did notice in the video explaining the conspiracy theory, it's a lot of speculation, and then... The narrator points to an article with a headline that says U.S. seeks 5G spectrum, lethal cyber weapons. And the way the guy presents that headline and then just sort of scrolls past so you can see it's a real article is that the U.S. is seeking lethal cyber weapons that will work on the 5G spectrum as if the the 5G spectrum part of that headline and the lethal cyber weapons part of that headline are... One in the same. No, no, no. If you go out to the actual article he's referring to, which I believe was a New York Times article, but that's the, you can search the headline, US seeks 5G spectrum, semicolon, lethal cyber weapons. That semicolon is there because those are two different articles. It's one article about how the US wants to build a 5G network and another article about how they're looking into lethal cyber weapons. The two things are not connected. So just something to take into account. But yeah, basically the argument here is that at least one of the arguments is that 5G internet could potentially be just a gigantic active denial system. Or if you listened to last episode where, again, Elon Musk, we talked about his idea that at some point humans are going to have to merge with A.I., in order for ai to not destroy us all and that the means to do that already exists we just have a bandwidth issue we can't we don't have enough bandwidth to facilitate cell phone towers sending information directly to your brain instead of sending it to your phone we have we have the the things they would need to put in your brain that's called smart dust and we have internet The internet just isn't fast enough to interact with the things they need to put in your brain. And 5G fixes that. So then maybe 5G could also be used for mind control or surveillance or any number of other things. That's the theory here. And there's also just, I think the same thing with cell towers. There's people who say this about fucking wind turbines, but there are also concerns about actual physical health just from being exposed to the different waves that 5g uses uh some of the negative health effects that people claim 5g radiation will cause is effects to skin eyes heart immune system cell growth rates and bacterial resistance negative impacts for plant and food growth and ozone depletion not that again i thought rush limbaugh fixed that in the 80s Anyway, I've gone on way too long about how 5G internet works and the potential hazards of it, especially considering I'm doing this all by myself. Let's get some guests in the room. Ladies and gentlemen, Conspiracy the Show's very first interview. Here's Lee Camp and Counter McSpadden. Hey, we are joined today on the phone by comedian lee camp
1: lee how's it going hey thanks for having me how's it going it's going great we uh we really appreciate you doing this yeah no problem i want to i want to enjoy the new dystopian year with you guys
0: yeah it seems like i was going to say that's where we're headed but i think we're pretty much there
2: oh yeah we've been there since like the 70s
1: (laughs) and i was trying to remember have we i think we've surpassed all of the like future dystopian years from the 80s and 90s films Right, yeah, like we've... Like, I think they were all, like, 2012, maybe there was a 2020 in there, but, you know, like, Terminator and, like, Demolition Man, I think we're past them all.
2: Right. Yep, after Back to the Future, probably the scariest dystopia (laughs) this year, I think we've hit all of
0: them. Blade Runner was, this is 2019. Oh, that's right, yeah. So, yeah, we made it to Blade Runner, Robot sex, what's up? (laughs) Uh, Lee, you host a show on RT.com called Redacted Tonight.
1: Uh you uh, kind of close. Uh it's uh I, I don't have anything really to do with rt.com. i oh, okay. rt Ameri- It's RT, to, rt America and it's a uh, it's a television channel that is connected to the international RT channel.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, Al Jazeera used to have a thing like that too, AJ Plus. Yeah. was kind of similar yeah. to that, I think. Uh what's it like working for RT? Like I know it's a, it's kind of a separate wing, but do do you get any weird responses when when people know that's who you're working with
1: right yeah you know there is obviously in our in our age of neo-mccarthyism there is a lot of hatred thrown uh our way or rt's way or whatever it is but um you know i think people don't realize just how hard i have to work to do this show i mean i have to i'm obligated to for to give handjobs to every kgb agent that oh yeah so it's like yeah
2: and those guys they're not moisturizing they've got no. they've got calloused like imperialist government dicks I mean that's your hands must be like a dust bowl farmers
1: <laughs> yeah no just loads of, we're sponsored by Juergens. So. oh good <laughs> but no and in, in, in all honesty like the reason I'm at RT uh, America is because I, I've never been told what to say here I've never been told I can't say anything here uh, I've been doing the same brand of, of comedy and stand-up comedy for for. I mean, I've been doing stand up for 20 years, but I say it's been it's political for about 15. And, uh, you know, and and none of the other channels would allow this type of thing. Now, you can do it on YouTube and stuff, and I did have a, a pretty popular YouTube show uh, before I started doing the TV show Redacted Tonight. But you know, in terms of TV channels in America, you're very limited about this stuff. To be able to go after the corporate monstrosities that are destroying our lives on a daily basis, it, you, you basically can't do that at any of the large corporate channels and the entities that really rule our lives. I mean, uh we we basically live in what uh political philosopher Sheldon Wolin called a uh, inverted totalitarianism which is ruled by the corporate state the kind of anonymous corporate state it's not ruled by one demagogue And that's what we're under. And so the fact that I can have this freedom, I mean, it's the same reason Chris Hedges is here, Jesse Ventura, uh, you know, uh, many (laughs) others, Abby Martin for a long time, Ed Schultz until he passed away. But these are people, you know, last night, Rick Sanchez, who was at he was at all the mainstream media he has been at CNN, MSNBC and Fox News. And now he's here. And he did a segment last night on RT. Oh, I saw
2: this, the one where he turned himself into a pickle. Right. That was great. (laughs) Rick. Never mind. I don't know what
1: that means.
0: That's that's a a Rick and Morty reference, and Jake. I apologize. Connor is very oh, okay. young.
2: Yeah, sorry. <laughs> He's got the same name as a guy from the show, and I thought, okay.
1: Oh man, I'm yeah. I'm, I guess I'm an old man now. I don't even I don't even see Rick and Morty, but good. Uh, <laughs> But but anyway, he did a segment last night on all the CIA-backed coups and everything that have gone on in South and Central America just going through the years. And, it, and he said, like, that's the type of segment he couldn't do at CNN. That's the type of thing he wrote. CNN asked him to write a book, but forbid him from having – that stuff in there and this is known history this is no secret but of course it's a secret on our corporate airwaves so.
2: yeah i mean it's like if you want to do sort of um you know the content that is questioning the sort of uh uh the the, the cabal of uh of, of corporate uh you know influencers like ge doesn't want to give you pre-roll money for that on youtube like they're you're just not going to get the <laughs> advertising
0: right yeah you can uh like I've run into things. We did an episode about McDonald's. There was this nationwide Me Too protest at McDonald's where workers walked out over the lunch rush and no one covered it because yeah. McDonald's
1: spread so much Ronald McDonald is very handsy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and they spread so much advertising money around that none of like you would see a blurb about it on the major news outlets, but no one really talked about it
2: yeah it was like a like a grassroots large-scale like protest dealing with the me too movement you think that's number one story yeah it's a major name brand chain that's a big sexy news story but it just got buried i didn't hear about it till adam sent me a google doc you know yeah
1: right none of that stuff I mean the number of strikes going on around America that you know a lot of them are relatively small but some of them get bigger but they're almost not covered at all I mean large-scale there's uh, I can't remember which hotel chain it is uh, that that has a ma- had a massive strike multi-state going on and in, in very thousands of workers and it's basically not covered at all because these are all large corporate entities that you know the, the the media knows that they're the ones butter the bread and so none of this is talked about. It's, it's honestly like going on those other channels, having a show on those other channels is basically saying, I'm going to turn my mind off to 70% of everything that influences our daily lives. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: That kind of freedom is, is I'm sure very, I I don't, I don't have a a boss or an editor or anything. So I kind of get that here, but it's not I don't have the platform
1: behind me to support it. So right, I, you could do it you can do it on YouTube and you can do it on podcast but if you want to talk about television market or you know a lot of some move, you know certain movie large production companies those type of things like you can't you basically can't do it. It's almost unheard of. I mean even even someone as successful and talented as Chris Hedges was at the New York Times, a Pulitzer Prize-winning war correspondent, and he was pushed out when he came out against the Iraq War. So it's like you can't even – you can be this huge, celebrated – uh, you know, writer or or voice or personality, and you're still kicked out when you start questioning the the war machine.
2: I was trying to think, like, who do I think is the edgiest person, like, in terms of disseminating information that's on a mainstream outlet? And I couldn't even think of like any like I was trying to think what what the line is, like, who's pushing the line? And it's like they're all pretty much like you know MSNBC or whatever, Fox or whatever. It's all pretty much like there's there's no one who's like, oh, and then MK Ultra did. They're, they're right. always just <laughs> it's all just uh, well, I don't know if Pelosi's going to have the votes like they don't <laughs> get any deeper than that. You know, yeah. they just won't let them.
1: Right. And and if you ever hear like a little segment, like someone tried to call me to task because I was like, you'll you'll basically this was months ago when Ye- Yemen was even less of a story. But I was like, you'll basically never hear about the genocide going on in Yemen from the mainstream media. And they go, oh, yeah, Lee, what about this from CNN? And he points to like a, an article buried on the CNN blog about yemen that doesn't even mention the united states and i'm like that's your evidence that cnn (laughs) has covered this story one blog post where they don't mention the united states is helping fund and weaponize this genocide like yeah yeah that's
0: that's what uh i've I've found really interesting about the talks around us pulling out of syria and there's Mm -hmm. there's always that that rebuttal where people are like well there's a genocide happening there and it's like you can't possibly in 2019 still think that's why we're there yeah (laughs) like we are not policing the world to stop atrocities ever under any circumstances we we start (laughs)
2: genocide so we can stop them and then get prizes (laughs) you know what i mean
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. We we fund and prop up all of these people until we you know don't like them anymore. Or sometimes we start out fighting against them, like Al Qaeda, and now we're partnering with Al Nusra, which is Al Qaeda offshoot. Uh, you know, we we we're just whoever can help us in our latest uh, battle of creating instability over there is who we'll partner with. Um, yeah, it's and- like
2: it's like twenty percent fire department and eighty percent arson department <laughs> is like our foreign policy. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, in terms of like, uh, obviously, Trump's talking about pulling the troops out. And what's hilarious is like, Trump is a is an utter catastrophe on every level yet, when he actually the things that he actually gets like, rewarded for by the media or like when he bombed Syria or something like that. That's when they celebrate him is like when he agrees to endless war or something. But when he tries to create peace with North Korea, oh, what a catastrophe Trump is. It's like, no, those are the things he's doing that actually are correct. And go against the entire deep state, the entire military industrial complex, which is why he hasn't succeeded in any of them. I mean, also, he's not doing them for the right reasons. He's doing it because he thinks his uh, you know, followers want to see it and he thinks it'll look good for his name or whatever. But, you know, when you have the day after he announced peace, with, there was going to be peace with North Korea, the weapons contractors stocks tanked. I mean, do yeah. you think you can really pull that off?
2: well yeah it's called the military industrial complex it's not because it's simple like you know <laughs> it's very uh, it's, it's it's it connected the octopus tendrils to every facet of our economy and our, our, our you know <laughs> unilateral movements as a governing organization so you can't just he wants to do anything that people are like they said they would never do it you know like uh, like moving right. the capital to Jerusalem you know it's like uh, oh yeah, embassy, every, yeah every single president talked about doing that and he was like well I'll just take the heat because then it looks like whoa he's fine someone finally did it that looks you know they're just like well they didn't think he could but he did so he's just looking (laughs) for things like that to sort of add like rebel like fucking pathos to his like sort of image you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah trump is a nightmare yeah what a fucking nightmare Uh, um so the our episode today is about 5g internet and i was kind of inspired to do this episode because you you tweeted a thing about it the other day and it made me uh kind of want to look into it and this is it, it's it's fascinating and terrifying what might be happening with 5g right now
1: yeah um one of the uh, i hadn't i hadn't looked much into it until recently either
0: yeah one of the the things you tweeted was that it it is a weaponized frequency can you explain a little bit uh, more about what that means
1: well, the you know radio waves and microwaves and everything they you know they have different frequencies and and some of them are not harmful to the human body. Meaning, you know, to to break this down into layman's term because I am a layman, so I'm not uh, uh, going to give you the perfectly scientific uh, view of this. But you know, the, these these different frequencies, some of them go through our bodies and pass through our bodies with no impact, and other ones can microwave us. Hence the microwave machine. Uh, so. So they have different impacts. And uh, the five five G is I've seen several articles saying it's the same frequency that's used with the new um, military kind of heat cannon that they've created. The the active
0: Uh, denial system. Yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Where where basically they can heat up protesters skin so that it feels like they're on fire even when they're not. So all the protesters run away. Right. And this thing actually exists, and they can you know they've they've shown demonstrations and and that that's basically the same frequency as five g. Um, but even if, let's say this five g uh, doesn't impact us in that way, you don't feel like you're on fire. There's been basically no testing on what this impact could be on wildlife, on our brains, on anything like that. And I did a segment on, uh, on Redacted Tonight on this, but I also covered the fact that cell phones, testing has shown with cell phones that if you're talking with them up against your head for a lot of the day, there is an increase. It's like, you know, two or four times as common that you'll get brain tumors and uh, various types of cancer. And these studies have been suppressed. And the guy who uh, led the panel on whether cell phones are are safe, the federal panel in uh, back in the 90s, he was just attacked and maligned and just beaten down because he was going to hurt the self built, you know, the telecom industry. And you can read about this stuff. And and this is not coming from fringe Articles like Project Censored is a is a well-respected uh, you know effort, nonprofit effort right. to reveal the most censored stories of each of each year, and they're talking about uh, 5G and cell phones. And The Nation did an extensive expose on how cell phone companies convinced us cell phones are safe. Now it's not saying they're going to like blow your head off, but if you're talking with them up against your head a lot of the day. They can be dangerous.
2: Well, it's like uh, four out of five doctors smoke Chesterfields. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's it's like oh, well, we just we of uh, there's no effects to having a computer next to your dick all day for sure, none yeah. at all. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And it's like the the jo- uh, you know recently it came out that there's asbestos and Johnson Johnson baby powder, and they've known right. it for years. <laughs> oh, that's right. But yeah. The, <laughs> but the scientists all said, "Get the asbestos baby powder. It's the bestos baby powder." Yeah. <laughs> That's what the ad said, or, you know, Yeah, be, yeah. Be, care- be careful using Johnson & Johnson. You might come down with mesotheli. Oh, my, that's good, baby. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, the 5G, five greats.
0: It's so quick. <laughs> you yeah, can- that's a good example of a story that's tied to a major corporation that just... Didn't get nearly the attention it deserved. That's such a scandal. Oh yeah, and they like just—they've been went, giving people cancer since the '70s. And they just
2: went, "Oops!" And they said, "Hey, you like all that commercial money we give you? How about you be <laughs> cool about the baby powder, gang?"
1: Yeah, right, right. It, and and you know they'll slip. Some networks will slip in a quiet little report about about that, to, so that they can say they did it. But it's like it's nothing compared to 24/7 uh, coverage about what Trump tweeted. Imagine if every news channel was doing 24 7 coverage on stop using johnson johnson baby powder it'd be a completely fucking different world yeah right? yeah um
0: so uh, back to the the 5g thing for a second does this do you think this is like a like is there some sort of coordinated effort behind this like there's always one of the things that comes up is that this is going to be used to make us sort of a surveillance state or is it more just like when we tested nuclear weapons and we were like well it might set the atmosphere on fire but let's try it anyway <laughs> is it is it more something like that
1: do you think well i you know i i feel like those are kind of two separate questions because uh it it is going to allow so let's assume 5G is safe and take the like physical harm thing off the table for a minute. If 5G is also going to allow for the Internet of Things to coordinate very quickly and very efficiently so that basically everything can surveil you all of the time, um, and that's where we're headed, I think we'll probably head there. I think, I mean, we're headed there with or without 5G. It's like even if 5G gets stopped, they're still going to find ways to continue, you know, Alexa and everything. I mean, you know, oh, uh, yeah. uh, Amazon has a massive mil- multi-million dollar, $600 million contract with, with uh, the CIA, and yet everybody is basically using Alexa to bug their own apartments.
2: Yeah. It's like, it's just like, like giving the government a butler in your house, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's fucking <laughs> terrifying.
1: Yeah, I
0: got rid of I had one for about two weeks, and then at one point I was recording a podcast, and it just started talking in the background, and I was like, no, no, what am I doing? This yeah. is
2: insane. Yeah. I can turn off my own lights, I guess, <laughs> if it means not <laughs> I'm being surveilled this easily. Yeah, I, at I, least I, do it with microscopic dust in my brain, <laughs> not a fucking little tube that I bought for 300 bucks.
1: It, it, it really is pretty cool that, like— If they had said to us you know, 10 or 20 years ago, hey, everybody, will you just bug your living rooms for us? We're not going to do anything with it. Uh, Everyone would have lost their goddamn minds. But instead, you say, hey, don't you want this cool thing that happens to bug your living room? And then everyone's like, yes, yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Connor just mentioned dust in the brain. Have you uh, looked into smart dust at all? That's what our last
1: episode was about. I have not. It sounds horrifying, though well they're
0: they're little dust sized sensors that exist right now that they they just sort of sprinkle them into the atmosphere and they can pick up data and send it to whoever wants to track that data.
2: The analogy we're using is like the cell phone matrix that they make in the second Batman movie, you know where he can he uses all of these data points from around the city to be almost omniscient which right. is uh, something that it seems like they have the capacity to do, and it's just a matter of, you know, finding yeah, an excuse and, to implement it. Right.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and they're, I mean, since currently, even without the smart dust, they're, uh, they're collecting thousands of data points of where you are every day, and they can use those in large algorithms to know exactly what the population is going to do and to figure out the outliers, you know, like, oh, this guy's going to a place he's never been before, Let's monitor that. This guy keeps uh, buying
2: fertilizer and googling rental vans, so maybe.
1: And then they find out he's a farmer. Yeah, uh, but well, that's all the but, incest
2: porn on his phone, which they have access to.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, smart dust sounds. I mean, the nano bots and everything is pretty horrifying. Smart dust sounds like not fun. Dip.
0: Yeah, yeah, and there are there have been articles since. 2013 about how that's that's the thing that's going to be in our brain that will allow us to finally reach that elon musk point where we don't have to carry our phones our phones are just in our head and uh yeah it's interesting stuff but, um, well,
1: there's a there's a moment in I played it unredacted tonight. There's a moment in Elon Musk's interview with Joe Rogan, and all anyone cared about was that he smoked pot in that interview. Yeah, and exactly. No, yeah. no one cared about the fact that there's a moment where Joe Rogan's asking him about AI and about whether he feels it, you know, is a grave danger to us, and Elon Musk does a long pause and he just goes, "I tried, I tried to warn everyone." for years i tried uh, it was futile oh, oh god
2: oh. no, that's something a haunted ventriloquist dummy says <laughs>
1: it, it, it's totally the beginning of the most horrifying you know terminator movie ever oh yeah and, and it is true that like ai is going it increases exponentially it will soon be able to basically tap into the entirety of human knowledge instantaneously and it will be able to outthink anything we can ever do. So there's just got to be very, you know, tight, uh, re- uh, tight uh, uh, restrictions on what it's capable of doing. But instead, no one seems interested in actually putting those restrictions. And people like Stephen Hawking and and Elon Musk ha- have said that it's it's more of a risk to humanity than nuclear weapons right now.
2: Right. Oh yeah. And it's like, well, it fucking. We uh Oh, shit, I just had a really good point, and I lost it. I have, well, yeah, we, it's like we're finally going to... Humanity's created so many gods, and we're finally going to create one that really fucks us over. You know what I right. mean? That's one of our big... It's been like 2,000 years since L. Ron Hubbard, kind of, but, I mean, we've got to make a new <laughs> god, and it's and that's what we're going to have. It's just going to be... We'll be unable to compete with this thing. You know what I mean? When when they, yeah. when they actually do create the supercomputer that they can't turn off, and then all of a sudden, whoa, it's... it's a, in the cloud it can turn off all the satellites or whatever it sounds like I'm smoking weed right now cuz I'm coughing but yeah it is like a terrifying prospect <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's the tough thing. Whenever you're trying to warn people about how humanity is ending, and you're coughing, no one listens to you. Well, it's yeah. the
2: micro dust. They they had it trigger my throat, so it would seem <laughs> less legitimate.
1: Um, one last question about
0: the five G thing. One of my one of the most interesting or fascinating things playing out on the world stage to me right now is the United States and their crusade against Huawei and chinese phone manufacturers does what's ha do you think what's happening with 5g and all of the potential dangers of it do you think that plays into what's happening with us in china right now
1: well i don't know if 5g specifically does but i do like technological technological advancements very much do play into it um and you know this is this is all part of like like America. The American Empire is kind of falling apart, the same way the Roman Empire does. I mean, did and uh, except now we have Twitter to document it all. <laughs> yeah. And and you know we're dealing with that like a cornered tiger. where are both militarily and economically, and you know the economic uh, uh, you know thrashing and and you know fury is is perhaps worse a little worse under Trump because he's more kind of blatant and in your face with it but it would have happened no matter what and and it's because you know we've we've created a system that just exploits you know 99.5% of the population and that's why we can't We can't contain, we can't continue this empire with 900 military bases, spending 55% of all our discretionary funding on military and guns and missiles, and then just exploiting all of your average taxpayers. It doesn't work. It's You know, I I, I tried to explain a while back, uh, I I always said that that our economic system, to picture our economic system, picture Chris Christie riding on the shoulders of Natalie Portman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It just can't sustain. So what do they do? They create economic war and, na- and, and nationalism and isolationism with China, against China and, and you know, militarily against the Middle East and et cetera, et cetera.
2: Well, it's, all, it's, like, uh, it's just like sporting events, really. It's just like, well, we need a certain amount of energy, so uh, let's go get Bama. You know what I mean? It's that, <laughs> but they would just picked the a continent instead.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, China is the most threatening to us in terms of technology and economically. But, you know, there's. Like, I think this trade war is so idiotic because... And and Russia's
2: doing what I do when I'm losing Monopoly, where they're just like, let's throw it all on Park Place and see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're like a little bit ghetto in terms of their abilities, but they're just like, well, we'll just be... How about we'll just be the most cantankerous? We'll be the dude playing Survivor that shits in everybody's socks while they're asleep and tries to sow discontent in the camp.
1: (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Uh, But... I don't know how much sock shitting is going on, but uh, <laughs> well,
2: you think Putin hasn't took a, a couple dumps and a few hanes? <laughs> I th- I think not, sir.
1: Oh, I've seen the YouTube videos; they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. But but you know, with with China, I think it's so idiotic because they have us by the balls. They own our debt. They also own. Uh, they've bought up most of the uh, uh rare earth minerals in Africa. And so it's like those minerals, they like our technology runs on that. Our missile systems run on that. Like we need them. They they've cut off our just we send all of our recycling there and they've cut that off. So now it's like there's apparently like most of our recycling is just ultimately getting thrown away. Oh, (laughs) Oh, great. great. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah,
2: dude, like with the and it was it was bad already. But now with like Trump just dominating the news cycle because he just says ridiculous shit. And it's like that's all anyone wants to talk about. And it's like there's so much like as much as this was all lost in the shuffle before. It's now like even further below the radar. And you almost wonder if this is some sort of big Machiavellian plan to just like, well, yeah, let's get all the phone stuff going when we get the idiot in there. Then we'll impeach him. We'll be like, Oh, yeah, you got a normal president. But now there's fucking dust in your brain that tells (laughs) us if you're horny.
0: Yeah yeah
2: and we can now shoot a uh i'm uncomfortable heat ray through satellites attached to your phone and what are you going to do not turn yourself into a snapchat dog to t- send your friends messages <laughs> you want to be lame no you got to get one so yeah we're so uh we're so boned
0: yeah we're doomed
1: but is there any is there anything
2: you think there's anything we can do about this lee Have you got any uh any calls to action or is it just uh i don't know let's watch the fireworks <laughs>
1: Are you worried that at the end of this episode, people are going to start slitting their wrists? Are we looking-
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about <laughs> it. i got to drive to Sacramento. <laughs> uh, I,
1: I mean, I, I think that we are at a pivotal time, and we have to decide which way we're going. Between climate change and environmental destruction, even separate from climate change, it's like there, there's not a lot of time left. We've lost 50% of all wildlife in the past 40 years, and you know, we're acting like we can continue down this path. It's utterly preposterous. And neither one of the fucking corporate parties are, are, are really addressing it all. They, you know, w- one of them says it's all immigrants fault. And the other one says it's all the Republicans fault. So it's it, neither of them are addressing it. But I, I think that we're also at a kind of exciting time for, um, you know, thought and revolutionary thought, because there are ways can there are still ways for us to get these conversations out there. I mean, you know, these podcasts, the one you and I are on right now, didn't used to exist years ago. There was more strict gatekeeping. And now they're trying to crack down on the social platforms that allowed for Occupy and allowed for Black Lives Matter and allowed for the Bernie Sanders movement and even allowed for a lot of uh, the fury that that helped create Trump. But um, they're they're trying to crack down on all those and they are largely succeeding. But I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping that in terms of actual outside the box thought, it's kind of too late. It's like people have gotten a taste of it. They understand what not being censored looks like. And, yeah, Facebook may be able to censor us for a bit longer because they own, you know, 50 percent of the Internet. But it, it feels like the, the 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 platform that is not going to be censored and will be uncensorable uh, will will pop up and, uh, you know, who knows what will happen then? We're going to yeah. have
2: to, like, download the tour browser and make sure we get on sketchy <laughs> Twitter or whatever and sort of just stay in touch with one another.
1: Sketchy Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's it for our questions. I really appreciate you joining us. Before you uh, get out of here, uh, plug your stuff. Where can people find you? What 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 stuff do you have going on right now?
1: Thanks, man. Uh, I have a new comedy special that just came out, Stand-Up Comedy It's my first in four years, and it's completely self-produced. And it is uh, over at Special dot com. It is not uh, done, not being done or produced by any corporate entity. So it's just my own thing, and uh, full hour taped live in Los Angeles. And I hope everybody checks out Special dot com. But if uh, they just want to keep up with my stuff and redacted it tonight, it's all on YouTube, and my Twitter's at leecamp. The YouTube is redacted tonight. My website's LeeCamp.com. dot com. So uh, that's what I'm doing. Awesome, man. It was great talking to you. Yeah,
0: this was really great. I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope we can get you on more Unpops Network podcasts soon. Great talking to you. Yeah, keep it up. All right. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. Did we record an ending for that episode? Absolutely not. We ended that interview and then scattered out of the room like cockroaches who've just seen light for the first time in weeks. So here I am again by myself to say, first off, thank you, Lee Camp, for being our first guest on this show. That interview was lots of fun, super informative. Hopefully we can get Lee back on some other Unpops episodes, provided I didn't alienate him by calling him a Russian spy at the beginning of the episode. We're all comics. It's just jokes, baby. Uh, what else? January twenty sixth, come out to the Hollywood Hotel, nine p.m. It's a Saturday. It's free. It's an unpops stand up comedy show. The last one was fan fucking tastic. This month, Keith Carey is headlining. He's recording an album the next day, so we're gonna let him do a whole bunch of times. So that'll be fucking fun to watch. Uh, also there, me, Quincy Johnson the second, Travis Clark. Andy Sell, Jessica Singer, Cindy Aravina, and allegedly a special guest drop-in by Annie Letterman, who is on uh, next week's episode of Unpopular Opinion. Just like the old days, which I know like, like, probably half the audience listening to this doesn't even know what that means. You know we have a whole back catalog of shows you can go, it's fine, never mind. Unpops.com, patreon.com slash unpops, at Adam Todd Brown at Connor mcspadden uh check his website for tour dates i'm sure mean boys are fucking selling dick cozies or something on their patreon go check that out and hey that's it thanks for listening we love you goodbye
1: people of earth your planet is about to be destroyed